Hello everyone, uh, Caitlin here, jumping in at the beginning just to mention that Mandy and I spend a decent amount of this episode speaking about whether or not we see Philippe in the trailer, and also trying to guess who that man near the end of the trailer might be. And I just wanted to say that as soon as we were done recording, Mandy messaged me basically saying we are idiots, and that obviously that was James Purfoy and playing Philippe. That's all basically, just wanted to let you all know that figured it out. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to our very extra special bonus episode of Desire Made Real, a Discovery of Witches podcast, where we usually recap every episode of the television show spoiler-free, but we haven't had a new episode in a very long time, which means you guys haven't had an episode of this podcast in over a year. It's been so long. So Caitlin, what have you been doing for the last year? Hmm, you know, I'm sure other things happened, but mostly I just remember staying in my house. Yeah, yeah, that that seems really legit. This is the yeah. year of the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, it would have been really great to have episodes of uh, Discovery of Witches to get us through this pandemic. But alas, it was not to be. I thought about bringing up on our sort of recap episode at the end of se- season one, you guessed that we would get season two in January 2021. And I said, no, 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 that's way too far. They won't do that. and then you said i'm just putting it i just you know this way we can be pleasantly surprised yes yes i did and i i you know i have to say i think i nailed it yep i nailed it yep because they announced today that it is going to be released on january 8th in the uk um on sky and it will be followed up on january 9th for uh north america for uh united states and canada on Sundance now, and I am so excited that they're dropping virtually at the same time, and we don't have to wait months and months like we did with season one. Yeah, yeah, that is so. Nice. I'm so excited, and it's today is October 10th, so we've only got two, three months to go. I guess that's not bad considering how long we've had to wait so far. The problem is that in 2020, every day feels like a decade. Yep. So we'll still get to watch this in like a century or so. But, but it's like every day feels like a decade, but when you look back on a month, it feels like a second. So by the <laughs> time we're there, it will have felt short. But while okay. it's happening, it'll feel long. That's, that's a great silver lining, a, a great way to look at it. Thank you for being so optimistic. Well, I don't know if explaining how terrible 2020 is is optimism, but sure. <laughs> there are silver linings everywhere. So we are here today because some very awesome things happened today in the world of Discovery of Witches. So Caitlin, why don't you tell everybody why we are finally having an episode after a year? Because we finally, finally got the trailer for season two. Yes, yes, we did. Today was the Discovery of Witches Behind the Magic panel for New York Comic Con, which was free for everyone to watch and stream on their YouTube channel. And it was so amazing. It was, it was really good. And as somebody who's been to New York Comic Con and seen a lot of panels, 
May I just say that it is so great to not have to sit through an audience question section because those are painful and terrible. They can be. Yeah. (laughs) I literally, last time I was at New York Comic Con, I walked out of the Outlander panel as soon as the audience started asking questions. I was like, oh, no, I'm done. Okay. But I suffer from really bad secondhand embarrassment, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can see how that would be a problem. So I was just out. So I'm glad I got to sit through the whole thing. And the cast was so charming and funny and either are very good friends or really good actors. I'm going to guess it's both. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we know they're really good actors because they're on this show that we absolutely love. True, 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 true. I am extraordinarily glad that they put the trailer up front and didn't make us sit through the whole panel before they gave it to us. Yes, absolutely. And then they immediately released it on Twitter. Like as soon as they finished showing it on the panel, it was up on Twitter. And that was awesome. So we will link to that in the show notes if you've not yet seen it. Um, But hopefully you guys are following us on Twitter. And so you've already seen it. So good. I'm sure everybody's seen it. So what was the first thing you thought when you saw the trailer? That it looked really good, like that the costumes looked good, the sets looked good, just that it looked good. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. It looks like they put, maybe they had a bigger budget this season. They must have. Because it did do so well in season one, and so it just looks like it had higher production values, and like they spent a lot of time and money, particularly getting Elizabethan England done right yes yes and i am excited although i mean i would i would personally have zero idea if they got elizabethan england correct but it looks good and i i bought those streets that they were walking down you know yeah yeah um it was so interesting to me to watch um when we went back to lachlan and deborah and uh lachlan was talking about kind of how they built the set Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm how they didn't actually build the buildings all the way up. Most of that was computer generated Mm -hmm. in post. And even like the filter on the colors and everything that made it look so realistic, all of that was computer generated. Yep. And I'm just like, I'm blown away at the talent people have at making things happen like that. It is very, very good. And looks like it's going to look better than last season's special effects. But let's not dwell on that. We've we've done that enough. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. What was I going to say? One of the things that I really liked uh, about the panel is when Lachlan and Deborah were, were talking, when they started, Deborah was, like, really kind of stiff and a little awkward. But as soon as she started talking about the history and the things that they got to replicate and see and do, she was so excited and just mm-hmm. into it. And it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell, though, that Lachlan is much more comfortable behind the camera than in front of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I assume an author and a, like, historian is much, much, is the same. Very not, not comfortable at being the center of attention like that. Oh, right. But she's had to deal with, you know, I guess what comes along with celebrity and fame over the last several years. So she's probably had a lot more time to get used to it. That's true. And I have seen her do, like, a talk at a bookstore. And she was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So the other thing that I noticed the most watching the trailer is that the entire tone of season two seems to be significantly different from season one. Um, At one point in the panel, one of the questions that the cast asked was if you could describe season two with one word, what word would that be? And Teresa Palmer's word was dark. And that's exactly what I thought when I watched the trailer is that this looks so much darker than the first one. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that interesting because the first one actually had 
torture in it, right? Yes. And this one, we didn't see like any actual violence or torture in in what we saw in the trailer for season two, but the the tone, the visuals, the music kind of all put together for this just ominous look. And it made me really excited. And it made me remember just how different book two was from book one. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really thought about how that would look visually, but I think they nailed it based on, you know, the, the two minute trailer that we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Like I said, it looks really good. Like, and I don't just mean I, the trailer looked good or the or the story looks good or whatever. I just meant every single thing that I saw looked like care and attention to detail was put into it and and just everything you want to see, like that they cared about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm I am here for that. I loved I know that we talked when they announced the casting last summer. Uh, we did talk about everybody who got cast. So we had talked about who was cast for Phoebe and who was cast for Goody also and all of that stuff. But actually, like, seeing their headshots is so very different than seeing them in character. Oh, oh, yeah. So, you know, at the uh, end of the trailer, when somebody, there's, like, a dude on screen and he says something like, you are power, something like mm -hmm. that. I have no idea who that is. I think that was Father Hubbard. Okay. Okay. Or, or, ooh, ooh, no. Or it could have been Benjamin. See, I don't know, because I looked up the actor who plays Benjamin, because I thought that that would be a nice way to end it as a creepy, Mm -hmm. a creepy scene on a creepy dude but um he only has pictures online clean shaven and i just can't i can't make that connection in my brain because this guy had a little bit of facial hair and that means in my head he's a completely different person <laughs> right i saw so when i saw the trailer my first thought was that's father hubbard but in the panel edward blumel said something about his friend who got cast as benjamin and mm -hmm. then they made a comment about him in the trailer wearing all black Okay. And so that's then that made me think that that was maybe Benjamin. Hmm. I guess we shall see. But I did like that bit with the lingering on the dude's face and then the cut mm -hmm. to her in her Queen Elizabeth outfit. Uh. Yes. that Oh, the final shot of the trailer of her in that that outfit with the, the neck piece mm -hmm. is so gorgeous. Like. I need a gif of that moment because her eyes are closed and they're zooming in on her and then her eyes open, which seems to be the thing that everybody does in trailers now, but it works so well in this one. You know, now that you mentioned that, she did do that, but I didn't even notice. I was just looking at the outfit. Yeah. Which apparently was her favorite costume from season two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was good. And okay, we shouldn't gloss over. You mentioned that Teresa said the word to describe the season was dark. Everybody mm -hmm. else had a much lighter uh thing to say about it most people i'm hoping that your favorite one was stephen cree's word which was gallo glass that was pretty good yes. that was pretty good i did enjoy how edward was like it was horny and then immediately matthew was like oh yeah just dirty <laughs> but you know his word could go either way because it could mean physically dirty because they were they continually talked so. about the mud and the cobblestones or it could just be Everybody was just really dirty and horny. I think it was that one. Because cause, uh, Ed was saying how it was really horny in the modern day episodes. Mm -hmm. And then Matthew was like, oh, in the Elizabethan ones too. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yeah. Teresa Palmer's voice 
It was completely jarring. I don't think I had ever heard her actual Australian accent before. Or if I had, I had forgotten. Yep. I'd... And so when they cut to her face and she was just so excited, I was like, that, that's that's not Diana's voice. Yep. I was <laughs> confused. 100% forgotten that she was Australian. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I thought she was because I knew I know she's not American, but I definitely, I'm just used to her being Diana. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it reminds me how phenomenal she is as an actor, right? Yeah. Like just the accent work plus, you know, bringing Diana to life is amazing. It's it's interesting now because when I reread the books, those are the people that I see. You know, like Deborah Harkness even said, mm-hmm. um, now that Stephen Cree is Gallo Glass, that when she's writing dialogue for Gallo Glass for, you know, things that don't exist yet, she hears Stephen Cree's voice. Like, because he has become Gallo Glass. Yeah, that's interesting to me because he is not at all how I pictured Gall- Gallo Glass. Not at all. Like, physically. I think mm-hmm. voice-wise and personality-wise, He's great and he's going to do a really good job, but physically he's just not at all how I pictured Gallo Glass. So that's that's really weird for me because everybody else is so excited about it and thought it was yeah. perfect. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. I pictured Gallo Glass a little more beefy, like a little more broad shouldered, but I'm having a hard time. So the pictures that we've seen of Gallo Glass on set are very different from what Stephen Cree looked like today. That's true. In the panel. And so I'm still having a hard time equating him with Gallo Glass. And so I can't wait until we actually get to see Gallo Glass come to life on the screen because he wasn't in the trailer that much. There was a good moment of him and Matthew like doing that clasping arms thing that men do Mm -hmm. instead of shaking hands. Right. And that looked really like I like their bro chemistry. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, I mean, it's all going to be good. I yeah, think yeah, like, yeah. we're just spending this whole conversation gushing about what it's going to be like. And I I cannot wait until January now. I will say I, about my feelings on Stephen Kree's Gallo Glass, I think it's the same as almost all my feelings about all the Declare Mons other than Matthew and that they cast them all older than I was picturing them mm. or older looking. They're vampires, so not, act, you know what I'm saying? And that is what I'm finding jarring. But in the same way that I grew to love Lindsay Duncan, who plays Isabeau, I'm sure as soon as I see them on screen and how they all act together and are the characters, I'm sure I'll I'll love it. But it's just different than what I was picturing in my head when I read the books. Yeah. You know, I don't recall seeing Philippe in the trailer. I... I think so from what they said in the panel about the scene where they had the giggles, I think that's him sort of in silhouette during the scene with the that Matthew. There's like three characters around an altar and there's some like pillars and stuff. That's him there. Mm -hmm. But you don't. I need to go rewatch this trailer like a million times just so I can like tune into every second and everything that's on the screen each time yeah so but you don't get a good look at him because it's dark and stuff and then there is also a brief cut to matthew in a sword fight with someone in a barn and i'm assuming that's philippe that should be philippe yeah but again i think it most the camera mostly focuses on matthew seriously this is we're just going to be dissecting this trailer for the next three months hopefully we get another one they did say it was a teaser, so hopefully. It was a, you know, whenever they said it was going to be a teaser, I was like, oh no, it's going to be like 30 seconds. Yeah. Then it was an actual trailer. Yeah. So that was very exciting. Uh, yeah. First, when they said teaser, I was like, are you kidding me after <laughs> all this? But then it was actually a pretty good trailer. And we did get that behind the scenes 
uh, video recently too. Yeah. That showed some good things. Yeah. Um, I, I love how, how do I want to say this? I love that, that for this, they're finally leaning into kind of like their fan base like because they understand now just how much Discovery of Witches means to the fans. Like season one was very low key, mm-hmm. particularly when it was first released in the UK. Yeah. It, it, it blew up a little bit more once it was on more channels and it was available to more people to see. Um, but having the panel at New York Comic Con and, you know, doing the casting reveal like they did last summer and now doing the trailer and putting the release date for everybody virtually the same day, you know, like one day later for for us is wonderful. That's that's the only word I can think of to say right now. It's wonderful. And I appreciate that they understand how terrible it is to have to wait, you know, three months after half the world has already gotten to see it. Yeah, that was that was tough. That was tough. Um, I would say I also appreciate them doing that. But it, it's interesting because when before the first season came out, like I remember it being announced that it was picked up and that it was actually going forward with production. And then I just remember forgetting about it until mm-hmm. I randomly came across the trailer for season one and then being like, oh, yeah. And that it was good, and I was excited about it. And then I reread the books, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really like these, and I'm excited about this. And then we did the podcast, and it was great. And I think that they kind of felt the same way, you know, like that they weren't sure about the fans or if there Mm -hmm. was going to be much crossover or if they were going to get people who hadn't read the books. And and then they did, and now they're like, oh, great. Glad that worked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm also really excited to hear... That Deborah's still writing these characters. Like, it didn't end with, I guess she did Times Convert, you know, after the trilogy, but she's still writing, and I like that. I don't actually know what's coming next. I try not to pay too much attention to the things that are going to be in the very, very future because I don't like getting super excited about something, and then it never comes to fruition. But, you know, hearing that she's still writing dialogue for Galloglass was a nugget that I really enjoyed. I do believe on her Twitter she has confirmed that the next book is not Gallowglass's book. Oh, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be. Yeah, in no, 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 yeah, but obviously he or potential to be in it, but just that she said it's not specifically his book, so mm-hmm. we don't know anything more than about that. Okay, I have a question. Do you have a favorite part from the panel, not the trailer? I think my favorite part of the panel was watching um, Edward Blumel completely shifting in his chair. At one point, he yeah. had both legs slung over one of the arms, and then he moved another way. And he just, he's so goofy. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. He was good. Uh, so yeah. my favorite part is, I forget about the conversation that was happening around this. And it was just kind of like a throwaway moment. But Matthew said to Adele, you know, why don't we switch parts? And then <laughs> Teresa said, I would love that. Oh, my gosh. I didn't hear her say that. And hey. <laughs> Who knows if she's saying she would love to make out with Adele or if she's saying she would love Matthew and Edward Blumel to make out. But either way, I think that would be a gift to everyone. <laughs> That's wonderful. I completely missed that line. No, it was good. Because uh, they were just having fun at that point and they were all laughing and, you know, joking with each other. And I was just enjoying that camaraderie. Yeah. But that's amazing. I'm I'm excited that they're filming season three right now, and that maybe this is probably my optimism coming to bite me in the in in the butt 
but maybe we won't have to wait so long for season three. <laughs> mm, I'm going to go ahead and say, nah, it'll be 2022. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, definitely 2022, but maybe not like 2024. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because we got... Oh, yeah, no, because it was... Oh, gosh, it was 2019, wasn't it? Oh, it was 2019 in North America, I guess. We got yeah, season yeah, one and then 2018. And now we're getting season... In the UK. Yeah, so 2022 would be nice instead of 2023 or 2024. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am here for that. God, I don't even like... It was 2018 a year that happened? I don't even know anymore. 2020 seems so long and terrible. Yeah, we've been in this one for a little while. But, you know, we've only got three months to go, and then we can start talking about season three. Season two. Wow. Like, it, it happened so long ago that I feel like we should be on season three. But no, this is only season two. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this very short but exciting episode. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think of the trailer and the panel and all the news coming out. You can tweet at us at Desire Made Real. I'm Caitlin, and you can find me on Twitter at Inferior Caitlin. I am Mandy Kay, and you can find this show and all of our other Eloquent Gushing shows at eloquentgushing.com, or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing. We'll be back soon with another bonus episode before season two starts. But until we meet again, remember that with every ending, there is a new beginning. is what I'm finding jarring, but the same way that I grew to love What's-Her-Face, who plays... Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, What's-Her-Face, who plays that character. Yep. <laughs> That's what I've got going on right now in my head. Matthew's mother? Yeah, Matthew's mother. That actress. Oh, my God. I completely lost her name. Yeah. Is Isabel. 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 Yes, yes. <laughs> so that actress... Um... Lindsay Duncan. Okay, I'm just going to say that again. <laughs> <laughs>